Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I am Emily. And I'm Danielle. And it is a glorious Saturday evening. The first nice weekend we've had. In a while, right? I would say um, since last year almost, it feels like. Just blue skies, gorgeous weather. It's just been... So nice. The problem for me is that I'm outside every day at work. Yeah, that you're. That's so true. it's hard for me to separate work from like outside days from weekend. This probably time. just yeah. This probably doesn't matter to you, but for people no. who work in offices, right? This is very I, nice. <laughs> I've often said at work, God, I don't even care if it sucks this weekend as long as it's nice during the week, because <laughs> then you know I can stay inside yeah. on the weekends. If it's negative fifteen, I have to be outside in it, and it's just. Where we're outside, there's just no hiding from the wind. Yeah. So, um, to be a true Midwesterner slash Minnesotan, it's the say, wind. So, yeah, just <laughs> for all of us here in Minnesota, we made it. Don't we jinx us yet, Emily. How dare it. you? It's going to snow tomorrow. It's you supposed never to be know. 80 all week. <laughs> God, I hope so. Um, yeah. So, uh, I... Do we, is there anything you really want to chit-chat about? My um, best friend Marina had a baby. Yeah, that was kind of it. I was, yeah, was going to let you announce did. it. So. Um, she hadn't posted yet. Well, she didn't post her whole pregnancy. Right. Like, most people didn't even know she was pregnant. Which is crazy. And then the last time we recorded, he had been born already, but she had not posted anything still, so I wanted to just wait until she officially posted something online. So. I, although, I did have an acquaintance just do that. She, like, was pregnant, and I didn't even know. I feel like a lot of people do that these days. I don't like it. I, I mean... I think, like, I, a I, lot of people's thought is it, it does, it's not anyone else's really business. They'll tell the people they care to tell. And see, then, and that was the thing that bothered me, was that I thought I would be one of the people that they would tell. Oh, well. Because, like, I thought we were really close. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, his name is Oslo. Oslo David. Um, and he was born on Cinco de Mayo at 5 p.m. So he gets a party every year. Yes. His 21st <laughs> birthday. I will be 49. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Emmy's getting lit. And I will be buying him tequila shots. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yeah. So just very happy. Cause, and that's your first friend who's had a baby. Yeah. And, like, I know it's not the same as having a real niece and nephew, but, God, don't you just fucking love him so much already? Well, I think... In a way, we don't have to talk about this too much, but I feel like it's a little, this might come off wrong. I know you won't care, but I feel like it's almost more special. Because it's like a chosen. A chosen. Right. Yes. Yep. I totally Versus get like, that. Obviously, I would be obsessed with you or Allie's kids if you ever decide to have kids. Right. But like Marina's like been my chosen friend since kindergarten. Yeah. You guys have been friends for fucking ever. Yeah. And... I literally texted her because I've we we were lucky enough to be able to go to the hospital and meet him, and then I've been to her house one other time already. Um, and I texted her after I was at her house, and I was like, you know, you never under really understand the concept of love at first sight, right? Until like I now understand like that concept, and this yeah. is getting like really like mushy <laughs> and stuff. But he's just like. I just can't wait to see, like, what he becomes. Well, and, like, you know that I have that 
relationship with Eleanor who like I lived with her mom while her mom was pregnant and like was the second person to even find out that Carrie was pregnant and it's just I I would do pretty much anything for that kid yeah I love her more than more than almost anybody that's not related to me you know I just I love her so much and like that's how I feel about Emmeline's kids that's how I feel about Ashley's kids like yeah it just it hits so different and you like you're not prepared for it especially if you're not a parent like you're just not ready yeah so So, i'm super excited that you finally have that relationship with somebody i'm just congratulations to them yes and congratulations marina it's very exciting and And, we got a couple more and marina's husband thing yep yeah i I didn't know if we were gonna say his name too or not oh yeah i didn't neither of them listen so yeah well yeah yay it's out there now but yeah that's all i really had um you want to talk about anything else uh, that's up to you it's you have all the interesting things <laughs> happening i i actually i well, will we can say, say one for the next episode um i just finished my semester oh. on thursday i'm feeling pretty confident i had a high b in one class i'm hoping that bumps up to an a and i had a high a in the other class and i'm hoping that doesn't bump down to a b Good. so that's kind of where I'm, I'm at right now so i'm on a little break nice so summer yeah well not all the summer just a right. chunk um cool well i told you this earlier um my episode i think is gonna be a little bit shorter right i just have had a lot of things going on and i'm headed on on a vacation you don't have to you don't have to defend it it's fine yeah (laughs) you do not have to defend it um but this week i'm going to be doing a uh, cryptid episode yes and i'm going to be talking about um like a state kind of like how we did with kansas oh yeah okay okay, where i talk about just all the cryptids in that yeah. state. Got it. Because, you know, most cryptids, you're not going to find that much information. Right. On. I was There's surprised. Few. You know, the um, Bigfoot was a good one. Black Eyed Kids was yeah. a pretty good one. Um, Dogman was a pretty good one. The Dogman. Yep, that one was good. Like, you, there are some. There's but, a handful. But Moth, did we do Mothman? Mothman. We did yeah. Mothman. But most, you're not going to find right. that much information. Right. So, um, and Which I, is and, honestly a shame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to be going to the state of Indiana. Um, oh. And I'm... Did you tell me that? You did tell I me did that. I did tell you Why that, did I yeah. forget it was... I thought it was Illinois. Yeah. So... Okay. <laughs> I'm just, like, reading my whole intro, and it's, like, everything I already said. So... <laughs> okay. So, let's get into it. Um, the first cryptid I'm going to talk about today are called the Wild Men, or sometimes they were called Wild chi- Wild Child, or Children. Um, are these the same people that live in the mountains of Tennessee? Me? No. I don't know. Do you, do you remember talking about that when we went to Tennessee? You were like, we are not oh, going yeah, yeah, exploring yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah. mountains because we no, will. different. We will die. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I still believe that. But no. Okay. Uh, so the wild men are Indiana's own version of Bigfoot. Oh. Which it kind of seems like every single state we talk about has their own version of Bigfoot. I mean, we do. Yeah. Um, so, and I, we won't say it in case one of us ever wants to. I mean, it's on my list, but, yeah. Um, but Indiana's wild men or wild child was first reported in a Pennsylvania newspaper on December 30th, 1839. The article talks about a four foot tall creature covered with light brown hair and running through the hills in Michigan City, Indiana. So, not like a, when you think Bigfoot, you think like big. These are smaller, obviously, four feet, not that big. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's like the size of your average like 10 year old. Right. So uh, it was also said to be a very fast runner and swimmer and to be very fond of water. Gonna be honest with you, I work at an elementary school. Children are so fast, it's alarming. Yeah. I don't understand how their small legs can go that fast. So that makes sense to me. Um, a lot of people speculated that it could have been a child of an of an hello <laughs> of an immigrant who maybe got lost and then oh <laughs> when he was she just knocked on her head like nobody was home. It was so funny. <laughs> when he found himself in the woods, he adapted and became wild. Um, the article also stated that men would should help turn out and try to capture the wild child or wild men. Um, but it didn't really seem like at the time no one. So did. are they saying it's like Mowgli from the Jungle Book? Sure. Like, do you you know? Yeah, you, I know who you're talking. Yeah. About. Um, another creature with the same description was later being pursued by around 300 people. Oh, damn! In June of 1860, in Carroll County, Indiana, it seems in that in 1860, people believe that this was either a lost child or maybe even a small Bigfoot. Um, so they were like concerned for its safety versus like trying to be like we got to get the big bad oh, beast it was so more like oh like, my god this oh, could no, be this a lost child. Th- oh, okay. oh that's actually kind of sweet yeah and in 19- very different from where i was expecting yeah. it to go not sorry to interrupt and in 1937 an animal described as a quote monster hairy ape end quote or a giant slosh sloth and a cross between a sloth and an ape was rumored to be running around the area of boneville Fear of this beast actually forced parents to keep their kids inside, and most people never ventured out of their homes after dark. There are still reports of wild men and wild children in the area of Crosley State Fish and Wildlife Area. Um, campers and hikers in the woods claim to see the, quote, Crosley monster, end quote. Um, the only difference is this one is more is known to be closer to eight feet tall and described as a hairy creature with a quote hideous howl that will stop you in your tracks. So, so more like the traditional big bigfoot, and okay. I think that's where the wild men comes from versus the wild child. Okay, obviously this one's a little bit bigger. Yeah. So yeah, the next group did I'm going to be talking about are called mud mermaids. Mm. Now I. Know what it. you're probably thinking. How the heck could there be mermaids in Indiana? That state is literally in the middle of the country and has no ocean coastline. Yeah, very landlocked. Traditionally, mermaids, which are half human and half fish, have stories that put them um, only in the sea. But in 1894, in Indiana, two different Ohio newspapers... Again, I don't know why. what is up with these, like... <laughs> Indiana just doesn't <laughs> report on its own no, cryptids. No, no. <laughs> everybody else. They're like, don't move to Indiana. This is what you're going to find. <laughs> Um, they reported seeing the, the mermaids on the Ohio River near a town called Vive, Indiana. According to the articles, the mermaids had been spotted on a sandbar in the river. The creatures were reported to as being about five feet in length with a yellow tint and had extremities that resembled hands and that resembled hands and they were webbed with, and furnished with sharp claws. Like Harry Potter. Yes. The mermaids didn't have any long flowing red hair like our girl Ariel did. Bummer. In fact, it was said to have no hair at all and it had ears that pointed up like a dog. So more like a siren. Sure. Like a picture. But sirens have hair too. Um, not some of the scary ones. Okay. Sure. <laughs> 
No. Thanks for just accepting that opinion and being like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I believe you. <laughs> now, I'm assuming they're, they were called mermaids. This is why, like my own speculation because they're found on a river sandbar, which is like if you ever swim in a river, it's like muddy and gross. Right. Um, but again, that's just speculation. Um, at the time of the first original approaching, it was said that these mermaids had been noticed up to four years earlier. However, the reports left just as quickly as they came. The first written account of the mud mermaids happened in September, and the last written reportings happened just two months later in November. So, short-lived. Yeah, no kidding. Now, of course, would it even be a Midwestern cryptid episode if we didn't talk about at least one lake monster? No. No. Right. Oh my god, we forgot about Peppy when we were mentioning our other yeah. cryptids. Oh yeah. Sorry, Peppy. In Indiana, they have a monster oh god, I'm gonna butcher this. Known as the <laughs> yes. Meshakwenipek. <laughs> <laughs> that was not Oh yeah. Oh buddy. It's a <laughs> poata poatomi? Potawatomi? Potawatomi. Word. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a Native American, and yeah. I'm so sorry for my shitty pronunciation. I also, this reminded me, someone sent us a pronunciation on um, our Instagram the other day, so oh. I'm going to look that up while we're... They did. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So, this cryptid dates all the way back to Native Americans in Lake Manitowoc near Rochester, Indiana. The lake monster was estimated to be about 60 feet long and had a head shaped like a cow's head that was nearly three feet across. It was a brown color with yellow spots. So for size comparison, the average school bus is about 35 feet long. So this lake monster is about the size of two school buses. It was also well known that Indians in the area had a tradition of respecting the monster in what they called the Devil's Lake. And now we know why I have a fear of lakes and deep water. I feel like there's a lot of lakes called the Devil's Lake or like Death Lake or this lake with a morbid name or that name, dark name, lake. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They call it the Devil's Lake probably because of the monster. That would make sense. So that's why I don't like lakes. Is that, that's what we're going to stick to? That's mm-hmm. the working theory now? That and dead bodies. <laughs> Um, so okay. glad we figured out your phobia today, Em. Um, this therapy session was so great. Yep. Um, that was the end of that one. Do you want to say this really quick? Yeah, so it was um, your one with the um, the city with the Y name. Oh, Usipity? It's Ipsalanti. Ipsalanti. Yeah, Ipsalanti. And it was from Becky. Becky sent us that. Thanks, and then Becky. <laughs> Becky also offered to let us see pictures of her great-grandma in a casket. And I said... No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not big. <laughs> That's so kind of you I to know. offer. But I was like, I really thought about it for a second because I was like, it's probably pretty cool. Because like, well, you know, the have you ever looked through mom's like old photo albums in her room that she the has? Bible or no the like photo the fo- albums? No, there's pictures of her relatives and caskets in there. Yeah, they used to do. Um, they're called like death photos or something like that. Interesting. But a lot of times they had the family member like sitting in a chair oh and the rest of the family yeah they're really freaky no thanks but so i don't know it this one sounds like it was just in a casket and i i said uh i don't think i need to see the pictures but yes thank you for the the 
the correction, Becky, and for reaching out. It was super nice. I always, I always love that. So cool. Not to interrupt your whole episode, but that's fine. Um, okay. Then now the next few cryptids I'm going to be talking about are short, short information. Okay, tiny baby ones. So short and sweet and rapid fire. That's what I said. Love it. So first we have the cryptid called the Green Clawed Monster. In 1955, two women were swimming in the Ohio River near Evansville, having themselves a day, when they reported that one of, in my own words, having themselves a day. I love that. (laughs) When they reported that one of the women, while floating on a raft, was grabbed on the leg by a green hairy hairy clawed monster and dragged underwater. She escaped, but a green handprint stayed on her leg for days. Okay, first, how gross is it that it was hairy and wet? Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. Yep. The next one we're going to talk about is the Mill Race Monster. This cryptid was spotted by four women at a park around 3 p.m. on November 1st, 1974. The monster was green and hairy. I don't know if that's coincidence or not. Gross. At 11.45 p.m. that same exact day, two other women reported seeing a similar monster jump on the hood of their car, leaving scratch marks in the paint. I would be so mad. Mm. How dare you scratch me in my car? Now do that fix, you asshole. Next, we're going to talk briefly about the monster snake. In a graveyard just west of Oxford, Indiana, there lives a huge snake that's about 15 feet long and is as large as a circumference as a stovepipe. No, thank you. Its eyes are on fire (laughs) and it's adorned with horns that are about 10 inches long. Okay, now I kind of want to see it. Is that fucked up? It reportedly slithers among the graves and is said to feed on the corpses in the cemetery, which is, like, disgusting. I mean, but somebody's got to do it, I guess. What? Nope. Don't even go there. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Next scripted is the Pukwudgie. Oh, Pukwudgie. Oh, you know these ones? Um, It's... So, you know how... um, before we all realized J.K. Rowling was terrible, yeah. she came out with the Ilvermorny, the Minnesota, or the Minnesota, the United States oh, school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the houses is a puck wedgie. Oh, I wouldn't want that one. These <laughs> tiny troll-like creatures date all the way back to Native American folklore. Yes. They are known to be about two to feet, two to three feet in height with rounded white faces and dull blonde hair. They're known to inhabit Mound State Park near the White River. They have magical powers and love to play tricks. They are known as mostly peaceful and were known to even have participated in trades with local indigenous communities. Now, Mound State Park has seemingly embraced this legend because every Sunday at 10 a.m. they have a Pukwudgie exploration. Stop! Where you can go and search for Pukwudgies. They just ask that you remember to bring some peanut butter cookies to lure, lure the creatures out of hiding. Okay, we officially need to go. I also feel like that's the second time we've talked about Mound State Park. Maybe. I feel like I talked about it with, like, a a serpent or a spooky or... I was going to say, it could have been a spooky. I I feel like we've talked about it before. Either that or our favorite dude, Josh Gates, talked about it in in one of his episodes. Yeah. But it sounds familiar. Also, uh, that sounds amazing. It sounds like... um, we used to tell the campers that we had a, a cryptid that lived at the camp that I worked at. Cool. But not to go look for it. And then we would take them looking for it. And they thought it was the best. It does <laughs> not sound like something I'd like to do. Oh, it was really fun. 
now the last cryptid I'm going to be talking about today is arguably the most popular cryptid in the Hoosier state. His name is Oscar, otherwise known as the Beast of Busco. Oscar is known to live in the town of Churubusco, Indiana, and he is a giant snapping turtle. Stop it. The story starts in 1898 when a farmer named Oscar Folk reported seeing the giant turtle living in the seven-acre lake on his farm. He did end up telling others in the area about his discovery, but he ultimately decided to leave the creature alone. A half a century later, however, in July of 1980, or july of 1948 two cherubusco citizens named aura blue and charlie wilson also reported seeing a huge alligator type snapping turtle which they estimated weighed around 500 pounds while fishing on the same lake at this point an expedition to find oscar had began and they even went as far as draining the lake to try to find him but they never did i've always wondered how you drain a lake yeah Sightings have continued throughout the years, and the town of Cherubusco has really embraced Oscar as a town legend. He's even honored every year at the annual Turtle Days Festival in June, which includes a parade, carnival, and turtle races, all in Oscar's honor. Oh my god, that's so cute. And that is my whole episode. Uh, so there are some places that I have now added to my, I would like to travel there someday. Just so, like such random places i know but there it's like it just sounds so fun and so charming and like not something you'd find everywhere and i'm really like about that yeah so um okay there we go some cryptids from indiana um i liked it thanks yeah my sources were bloghistory.in.gov cryptidsfandom.com of course the washington wash times herald and the wash time herald and the washtimesherald.com. Jesus Christ. Emily has forgotten how to speak. She's having uh, word issues. Yeah. It's fine. I'm really sweaty right now. It's not even hot in here. I know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we... Oh, um, our socials. socials are MW Madness um, podcast on Instagram. Not on podcast, just MW Madness podcast. Um, then we have our Facebook is the Midwest Madness Facebook group and our Gmail is the same as our Instagram. Cool. Sorry, I did those in a really weird order. Well, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A really good Memorial Day. Oh, yes. Three day weekend. And we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.